Welcome to Generation Tech. It's Tuesday, December 8th. We are a day and 25 minutes behind schedule, but we're here. Uh, apologize for the late show, but uh, I was a little under the weather yesterday with some sinus issues. we are got a lot of high winds here in Southern California, and it's just uh, causing allergy problems for me. So how are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing great, Todd. Good to hear you're back online. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was... Uh, I did my morning radio show, and and uh, and then I follow that with a podcast with uh, with Aaron and uh, uh, our Back to the Brink podcast, and or Back from the Brink, and just I was just my energy level was down. I wasn't. I knew I wasn't sounding good. I sounded the way I felt, and so uh, thank you for letting me postpone us a day to uh, kind of. Uh, regroup and and uh let my Sudafed kick in and dry out my sinuses anyway so um so uh some news happened just last night uh general chuck yeager charles yeager passed away oh he no was 97 years old yeah wow. 97 years old yeah he was and, uh, uh i met the man he was a oh you did excellent oh yeah. oh yeah he was a speaker at one of the uh uh formal dining outs i guess they called them in those days dining in uh, well anyway we had he was a guest speaker and uh, after the uh banquet why he of course we it was a social hour kind of thing mm-hmm. and so i got to say hello and stand around a little bit um small talk you know whatever mm-hmm. and uh it was an interesting fella i give a good talk had quite an experience yeah. when he was out flying fast you know broke a few yeah. records yeah no he Seemed like uh, quite a, quite a character, um, and uh, and you know while he admittedly says it's, it's not that I was fearless, I was apprehensive. You'd be foolish if you're doing something that we don't know much about and don't have any app- apprehension about it. But uh, yep. you just don't let that affect your job. You do what you you do your job. That's right. Yep. And uh, you know that's sort of the attitude of a lot of people in the military. I think is you know we're doing scary things, but uh, but this is our job, and so you do your job and 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 focus on that. Yeah, if that so. were if if you didn't take that attitude, nobody would would fight or win any wars. You know, <laughs> you you got yeah. to put put your neck on the line when you sign the sign up for that kind of operation. You know, mm-hmm. regarding uh, his um, his uh, uh, sound barrier breaking flight, he said it wasn't a matter of not having airplanes that would fly at speeds like that. It was a matter of keeping them from falling apart. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That in the test program they had been doing it, but every time they got up to certain speeds, the airplane would come apart. And so, uh, you know that that's certainly going to give you some apprehension when you're sitting in the seat, right? Yep, yep. Well, I was in the testing business for many, many years. Was of course it wasn't yeah. the kind of testing that necessarily required the kind of risks he was taking. I mean, I didn't take any of the yeah. risks, but we had, we did have some a few uh, things where stuff broke. I mean, that's the nature of testing, you know. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. You got to push the limits. You don't know what the limits are unless you break them a few times, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, for me personally, the breakage of a test situation had more to do with just being around a laboratory that happened to be a pretty hazardous area. And so, somebody failed to lock a door one time that I opened, and I pretty instantly lost my hearing. And uh, I still don't hear very well today, but I, had, I have, in fact, a disability from the Air Force for a mm-hmm. hearing loss because of... Uh, Trust me, that. those of us in your family know about your loss of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, so I've been compensated. There's, there was a little extra yeah. uh, 
disability uh, pay that, uh, that yeah. I get the rest of my life. But anyway, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it happens. But but I mean, but, you uh, know, that, that was one of those deals where I knew instantly. I mean, like absolutely instantly. I I was almost expecting blood to start running out of my ears. It was so intense, you know. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. And, and yet I'd been around noisy environments out on the. Now, this was uh, totally away from the flight line, but we happened to be on an Air Force base where I put stuff in uh -huh. the nose of F-4 airplanes and was around, you know, loud jet engines and stuff like that. And, and right. used the precautions that they gave us, which was oh, kind of a tube of wax that you forced into your ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they still sell those kind of like uh, waxy things as earplugs for sound and for uh, keeping water out of your ears for swimmers. I know you use some of that, some things like that. Of course, the problem is, is if you've already got like a swimmer's ear or an ear infection, trying to squeeze that into your ear is about like pounding a nail into the side of your head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. So he said he's flown 341 types of airplanes uh, mm. as of 2009. And he says, it might sound funny, but I never owned an airplane in my life. Hmm. He said, I found out if you're willing to bleed, Uncle Sam will give you all the planes you want. <laughs> so yep. uh, he never yep. never bought a private plane to go tooling around in. Did did you, uh, where did you get that information? In the announcement? That uh, had a blurb or something on it? Yeah, I'm reading an article from CBS News. They're talking about him, and they're just, they've got some quotes and stuff in there from him. Uh Apparently, he was a little bit of a hot dog, and in 1948, he flew an F-80 underneath the Charleston Bridge going 450 miles an hour. Wow. And uh, the hey. newspaper asked him to do it again so they could get a picture, and he said, you never strafe the same place twice because the gunners will be waiting for you. <laughs> well. In other uh, words, he got in trouble, and he said, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> hey, he, he's not the only jockey who's done that. I've, I lived with a bunch of those fighter pilots. In fact, I, my neighbor was grounded one time, uh, but and he wasn't the only one for the, doing the same darn thing. There was a peak out north of the Holloman Air Force Base called Thule Peak, and it was mm -hmm. just stood out because it's out on the desert floor, and there's nothing else around right. it. And it just suddenly goes up, uh, you know, not real high. But fighters just loved to pop up at the last instant and fly over that peak and someday you know we always expected somebody was going to plow into it well it never happened while i was there that may have happened someday. yeah but they'd come zipping along the desert floor at a really low altitude and then and then pull up to get up over the peak right yeah so, and yeah and, and i happened to be out there very close to that because uh there was a picnic area out at tule peak now i wasn't yeah in and, and a lake yeah, I wasn't in the picnic area uh, because when we did have a picnic out there one time, you were with us too. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you remember that, but there was. A, I do. I remember. That's why I knew there was a lake out there. That, well, it's yeah, it's a it's a really strange Pond. thing. It's an oasis, you know, like you hear yeah. about being literally out of the an desert. oasis in the desert. Yeah, yeah, with palm yeah. trees. Yeah, and it's there. the perfect place. It's the perfect place to have an oasis too, because you got this peak right there, so you can put a lookout up on the peak, and you can see anybody coming from a hundred miles away. That's right. So, it was kind of a un yeah. really unusual thing and, and a neat experience. But, but anyway, yeah. uh, I've I've seen uh, several times when the jets were heading out. I said, oh, I know where he's headed. <laughs> you know, and then you'd yeah. see him do the pop-up maneuver. And... Yeah. Anyway, such is life. You know, you got that. Those are the kind of people, or the the ones you really want as fighter jocks, because they're out there loving 
what they're doing, and when they get in combat, they're just really good. You know, they yeah good, good reactions and all of that. Although the government frowns mm -hmm. on such shenanigans because they're driving a million dollar piece of equipment. You know that they could yeah they could throw away along with our lives. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, the government has invested not only millions of dollars in the airplane, but millions of dollars in training the pilots to fly the airplane. Right. And and, you know, you know, it's bad enough to lose the equipment, but they're also risking their lives. And and from the government's perspective, that's a big investment in people and equipment. Yeah. Uh, not to mention you just you know, it's loss of life. You want people to be. Yeah, well, they, uh, they ground them two or three months at a time. I mean, it's not a simple thing. And, and the guys really. Don't know what to do. Sit behind a desk for two or three months, you know, and maybe yeah. even longer, depending on how, the severity of what they do. And so, and sometimes yeah. they actually uh, lose their job. They're 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 no longer pilots. They just like take the colonel grabs their wings right off their shirt. I mean, you hear stories yeah. about that, you know. And that's it, buddy. You're See, not flying anymore. You're you're done. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you you're willing to take more risk than we're willing to let you. Right. <laughs> is basically the bottom line. We know there's a certain amount of risk involved, and here's the level of risk we're willing to tolerate. Well, you you exceed that, we don't trust you anymore. Right. The, the commander has to do that because he's got a whole bunch of people, and if, and if, he, if one gets away with it, then, then there'll be others that, that'll try it, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's got to make an impression yep. on the whole crowd, and throwing one guy away yeah. that may or may not be so good, sometimes maybe he's selective. <laughs> Who gets... Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, the but if the guy was uh, iffy in the first place, it's like that's the way you uh you uh um thin the herd, right? Right. Right. So uh that's that's life in the in the fast lane, you know. <laughs> yeah, quite quite literally. Yep. Speak so there was also some other news. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of uh fast lane i was just looking here there was some a bunch of articles since we last talked on just really how fast the the fast chips are you know and how much faster they're going to get next year so i think that's yeah. some interesting stuff we can talk about yeah and by and by the way next year means it could be in the next three months i mean it's not not we don't have to wait till next december probably i think we're going to start seeing more stuff rolling out like i said i expect more computers by june by the way, did you see the little uh, clip that says uh, Apple is probably going to announce something today? There was no time on it. But... And and it's already been announced. That's what oh. I was going to say. There was some other news. Oh. It's already been announced. Apple did it via a um, news release and their website. And if you go to their website, you will see that two things. One is Apple Fitness release date has been set. That is now on Monday the 14th. And then the big news was they've created now... Um, a new AirPod. Uh, AirPod, let me get the name of it here right. Uh, they are called AirPods Max, and they're over-the-ear headphones that are noise-canceling. Oh. They are uh, 500 and something dollars, 539 I think. I, I figured they weren't going to be cheap. That's only for professionals, really. Yeah. So, well, pros aren't going to use these at all. These are just people who want to spend that. People who would be looking at the top end Sony noise canceling um, headphones or the um, uh, top end Bose head noise canceling headphones would be maybe looking at something like this. And they come in five colors they're in pink, sky blue, green, silver, and space gray. Okay. Um, so uh, they have a similar mesh along the top. Christmas presents. They're for the five. 
<laughs> yeah, they're five forty nine. You know, yeah. um, you know, and they look okay. I mean, I'm looking at them, and they go, "Yeah, they look okay. They look a little, a little bulky to me, but uh, they kind of have this weird double donut design. Like the case is is a donut shape around, like I don't know, piece of bread shape or something, ciabatta bread shape, and yeah. then the headphones are about the same thickness, or the pad is about the same thickness underneath. Yeah. Um, did you go to the Apple website to look at them? No, I haven't. Yeah, if you go to Apple, it's the front page. You can click on it and see more information. They've got a a smart case. Uh, you know, you get the AirPods, the smart case, and a USB C to Lightning adapter. Apparently, they charge via Lightning adapter. And uh, I would bet that they sound as good or better than the best things from Bose or Sony. Um, and that they, um, you know, Apple's done a lot of work in terms of. Um, uh, you know, the quality of sound. Um, AirPods Max, is that what it is? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, I don't have a picture. What happened? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I see. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it looks like something Apple would create. It looks different. Mm-hmm. And the head thing yeah. looks comfortable, built for comfort. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's a stainless steel frame, so they're going to be, you know, well-built. They're going to last a long time. Um, you know, they don't say whether or not, like, the ear pads are replaceable, but I'm guessing that they probably are so that, you know, you can, if you're wearing them a lot, those will wear out over time. Mm -hmm. um, like the AirPods Pro, they're going to have transparency mode, so you can have them uh, noise-canceling, but also you can hear stuff around you if you choose to, to allow that to come through. Hey, uh, um, they found another use for their digital crown here. On the headset. Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I recognize that. <laughs> I got some of mm -hmm. those on my wrist. <laughs> yeah. They have uh, Apple's H1 chips instead of just one. They've got two of them. And they analyze and adjust uh, the music and the noise cancellation based on your environment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've done uh, computational photography. Well, this is comp they, they call it, uh, what they're doing here computational audio. So they'll be adjusting the audio um, uh, dynamically, sort of like they did with the AirPod. And, you know, like I said, they, they've um, been fairly upfront about the fact that they are doing a lot of work to, um, to uh, create audio soundscapes. And uh, and so this is yeah. just the next step in that area. You know, the AirPods were the first step forward. And I think the AirPods Pro were a fairly significant improvement over the just basic AirPods. And I'm guessing that this will probably be, you know, because they can isolate your ears completely um, by putting, you know, something around them, they probably do it even more so. By, by the way, I wanted so. to bring up something to you that I was thinking about the other day. Is It's kind of annoying when... Uh, uh, you watch TV and somebody else isn't watching in there, but they're in the same room. And if, especially mm -hmm. if you're, especially if you're like me and you can't hear, you'd like to just have it poke the, the sound only come to you. And uh, right. so, <clears throat> generally, I, I, I'm not concerned about the TV. I'm on my uh, iPad or something like that that I can direct into right. my hearing aids, which I normally wear. But I also have the AirPod Pro, and I was thinking. I don't know, and I haven't checked it out yet, but I, I'm guessing that I could tell Apple TV, at least, to send mm -hmm. stuff to the AirPods you can. Pro. You know? 
but Apple TV supports two separate connections, so you and one other person could be attached via Bluetooth to the Apple TV and listening with, the, and and that would be the only source of sound. Oh, okay. I su- I suspected that was the case, and now there's, these headsets would work for, for it as well. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In fact, you don't have to use just Apple headsets. I mean, they make it easier to connect, but you could use any Bluetooth headset. And oh. so if you're watching through Apple TV, you can absolutely send the sound to your headset or to your headphones, and uh, uh, and that way you don't have to uh, uh, have loud volume in a room mm-hmm. if you choose to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some TVs support Bluetooth connection as well, so that way you can do it for everything on the television, um, but not all of them do. So you have to, you know, find out if you have a TV that supports a Bluetooth connection. So you could do it through that way. The nice thing with the, if you're using Apple and Apple TV, is that they now have that auto switching capability. So if you turn on Apple TV and you've got it and you've had it previously paired, it, your headphones will automatically switch to that and give you that sound. And then if you uh, you know, pick up your iPad and start working on that, it'll recognize that's where your focus is and it's supposed to automatically switch then to the iPad. And then if you switch to your Mac, it's supposed to automatically switch to your Mac. That's new in the latest version of all the operating systems. Yeah, I, I have used that one time where I, and, and it, uh, it used to sort of work even before that, uh, before they announced it. And uh, it's, it finally works right now. But before that, I, I was always switching between my phone and my iPod, sometimes forced to because my phone would ring. And then it automatically, when the phone rings, it says, oh, he's got ear pods on. I know that from the iPad. So I'll automatically mm-hmm. grab it with a phone. And that used to work just fine. I mean, even before they announced this feature. But right. then it doesn't, didn't, wouldn't come back very easily. First thing you got to do is turn off Bluetooth on your phone to disable it there. Yeah, you've got to literally go in and shut off Bluetooth to get it to let go of that device, and that's supposed yeah. to be fixed now. Yeah, and sometimes then you, you'd have to go tweak with the uh, connection on the iPad. Well, now it comes up automatic like it's supposed to. So it's just an improved version of that. They didn't announce right, it because yeah. it had bugs in it, just, you know, but it was there. Well, I don't think they had made the effort to, to make it a, a smooth transition. You know, they... Um, I mean, most people have their iPad set up to ring when their phone rings anyway, so you may have been doing that there, and then it switched over when you answered on the other device. But, uh, you know, so I think that they just recognized that, hey, this is something that's happening just because of the way Bluetooth works and the way our handshaking works between our devices, and maybe we should actually look at that process and make it work smoother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I don't think they'd actually even really looked at it. It was just sort of a side effect of... So, Bluetooth. so when we started this, you said there was some other announcement in addition to this, uh, what do they call it, AirPod Max? This is not an AirPod. Oh, they're, yeah, they're calling it AirPods, AirPods Max. Oh, okay. So it's... Is what they're calling these. Um, what I said was that they also uh, had announced, you know, previously they had announced before the end of the year that their Apple Fitness service would go online. They've now given it a date. It's going to be next Monday, starting on the 14th, you'll be able to take, to do the Apple Fitness app if you're a subscriber. It's 9 bucks a month or $80 a year. Or if you have their uh, Apple One uh, Premium, then it's included in that. And uh, what do you use that with? Is that just an audio feature? That you've... No, it, it's, it's exercise, um, it's exercise uh, videos, 
and they're tailored to all different levels of, of work. You'll get new ones every week, and they are uh, set up so that you can use minimal amounts of equipment, uh, but they also have some that are set up for people who have, like, uh, um, treadmills or... Um, uh, I'll bet you they're for you know, young people. bicycles and stuff like that. I'll, I'll no, they actually have a full... Uh, you're wrong. They actually have a full mix. They have they have sit down exercises for people who are less flexible. They don't say for elderly people, but they're designed specifically for people who are who are in less shape or or, or have uh, less muscle tone or have uh, flexibility issues. They also have yoga classes. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things that are going to be there. So they they literally cover the full range of I've never exercised in my life or can't do very much up to hey I'm really fit and I just need another means of doing that here at home because i'm locked down okay you didn't um, quite answer my question i asked a minute ago i suspect it's for apple tv mostly okay it's designed to run on apple tv ipad or iphone and it integrates with your apple watch so that the videos will at different times tell you that you should be able to you know at this point you should have your heart rate above this amount or this percent or something like that and what it'll do is it will superimpose on the video that you're watching the mm-hmm. data from your watch. So it'll be tracking your heart rate and the uh, time to exercise and, and things like that. So you'll get feedback while you're exercising real time from your watch. So it's like a real coach. It's going to holler at you if you don't work fast enough, right? Basically, yeah. It's going to be able to tell you, <laughs> hey, you know, you need to you need to pick up the pace a little bit to get your heart rate up. If you're, you know, depends on what the the end result was. Like if you set goals for cardio or something, then then you want to keep your heart rate at a certain height, right? For, so for, it will it will let you know if for, you're doing that or not. Yeah, for for our audience, that was a jab at Todd, who is a coach. <laughs> yeah, I just let it go. I know. I used to be a coach. Now I'm a person who sits at home wishing he could be coaching. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, speaking speaking of coaching and, and athletes, did you did you catch the uh, presidential award the other day for the uh, uh, um, well, Gable is his name, Dan Gable. I think it's Dan. Anyway, from University of Iowa, he's been the coach for twenty some years. Well, he's retired now, but he was a multi year, I think five or six year Olympic or six time Olympic champion and beat the Soviets and. Dan Gable is his name. Nope. You didn't see that. Oh, well, it was a pretty impressive nope. thing because they went over all his biography. The president did. And uh, I just happened to be in the car at the time that that was going on. So I thought, wow, I, I remember Dan Gable when he won his uh, Olympic uh, medals and stuff. Totally impressive guy. I mean, he he never even lost a point in the Olympics. Not one point. No deductions. Hmm. Guy was great. Huh. Beat the hell out of the Russians. Yeah. That was that was what was good because they had these teams that nobody could beat, and they were expecting right. they were really expecting to sweep it. And Dan says, "No way." <laughs> yeah. No way. Well, that was the classic thing with the uh, the eighty hockey team too, right? The Russians were so dominant that they had, they hadn't lost an Olympic match in ages. Yeah. And uh, and then a bunch of you know college kids that had come together a month before and not you know. The, the they the Russians were essentially professional army. You know they were in technically in the army, but they they were professional hockey players and played every day of their life and had been playing together for years. And these you know high school or college kids that came together and had just been playing together for about a month beat them mm-hmm. in 1980. So um, yeah, it's funny because people growing up now don't remember how how competitive that was and how good that felt to beat the 
well, we'd say the Russians, they were the Soviets at the time, right? Yeah. Beating the Soviets was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, that was been a rivalry for years. But, mm-hmm. you know, they really have a program where their athletes are, they're not even in regular schools. They, they baby them all oh, yeah. the way, you know? Yeah. No, I coached with a gentleman who was um, from Moldova, which used to be one of the uh, countries within the Soviet Union. And when they were in the Soviet Union, he was the the uh, the the head coach, the leader of a uh, athlete school, and it was a swim school. And kids went to school there, and they would go get their you know reading, writing, and arithmetic in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'd do morning practices, then they'd go to school, and then they would do afternoon practices. And the kids lived there; it was a boarding school. And those who had talent from from lessons and stuff. Uh, were you know given the opportunity to go to school there, and then they were trained from from like you know kindergarten on to be Olympic hopefuls. And he had Olympic swimmers mm-hmm. that uh, you know that he had coached basically since they were little kids. Um, and in fact, for a while, it took him a little while to get used to the idea that that the American kids didn't approach their their swimming with the same level of seriousness did that they they did back in in his in his you know his home country because you know. Yeah parents don't raise their kids quite the same way here and there wasn't such a privilege to be able to go to this school <laughs> you know it was just you know hey it's something i do in the afternoon so my kid doesn't drive me up the wall i drop him off at swim practice yeah so yeah by by the way speaking of people i don't know did you hear about wozniak rolling out his new business um i did i didn't read a whole lot of the details about it but uh you know, I mean, I wish him all the best, but, you know, he's not the one who he, he was a great engineer and did a lot of uh, amazing design work in cutting out parts and still making a really you know functional computer. Yeah, I don't know that he's displayed in the past great business sense. So we'll see how this plays out. Well, he, the did world, you read a little bit more about it? Well, first of all, they're making a big deal out about this next billion dollar adventure, and that's where they wanted to talk about how much money he made. He, you know, when you announce your company, to, there's a certain target price for the stock initially. Well, he mm-hmm. his went it, within the first 13 minutes went to 10 times the listing price. <laughs> so, so you know, he's he's an instant billionaire if he wasn't already just from that stock rolling. Right. So, and basically, it's all about. Uh, energy and and efficiency and energy and uh, right it but it just seemed to be like a, a like a warehouse or trading house for for energy efficient efficient ideas right or or energy efficient um uh methodologies well i didn't, yeah, didn't quite I, understand I, what the, the deal was there I, I haven't really dug into all of the details of the article but uh anyway it, it it's a it's a big deal for uh, especially a state like California that really is into uh, climate change, okay? Because uh, uh, a lot depends on energy and how you deal with it. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think, is what uh, is probably going to make it successful, you know? And, and uh, he's a guy who's smart technically, so he understands technology, and they're betting that he understood it well enough that he wouldn't have invested his fortunes in something that didn't uh, wouldn't pan, pan out so he's a mm-hmm. he's a better bet than most businessmen in the sense of knowing what you know is important yeah no you're, i, I mean I'm, I'm not saying he's not a smart guy i'm just saying that as a you know he didn't make his bones being a brilliant businessman he made his bones being a 
brilliant engineer yeah. um, who was then paired with a guy who turned into a really good businessman. He didn't even start out as a good businessman, yeah. meaning Steve Jobs. You know, he became a good businessman later down the line. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, his no doubt that, that Apple's success came uh, largely from uh, from Waz's ability to, um, you know, create a, a computer. Really, yeah. Outstanding. That product. worked really well. Yeah, an outstanding product that was well designed and minimized the parts involved. You know, he did a lot of of creating ways to keep the cost down so that it was something that was affordable for people to buy. And originally their their plan was, at least his plan was, to just sell the instructions and people could go buy the parts and assemble it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. It was Jobs who went back and said, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> let's let's start making them. And so they started making them in the garage, you know. Well, anyway, the, the company E-Force, it's called, is uh, uh, basically uh, was attracted to a company in Milan-based company that had pretty good annual revenue. So they're already up and running and going well, and uh, but they didn't have any in, outside investment funding and was saw the benefits of expanding this democratically. So his company is all about uh, making these these efficiencies available to uh, lots of other companies and so uh, it's kind of a, like a middle middleman that's that's selling efficiency in uh, to a technical market mm-hmm. so you know it's not a customer uh, thing like Apple was you know there right but anyway yeah it's I kind of a business of, to business type of thing yeah yeah that's what it looks like to me Energy service. Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered too. Just energy service it, it, companies, uh, whatever that may, you know, it's an acronym for a bunch of different kind of operations. Yeah. yeah. So. so, I mean, I wasn't quite done talking about the Apple Fitness thing oh, too. We wanted to go back I'm, to that. I'm sorry. The, um, I'd said that. It, oh no, we're good. Um, that thing that we talked about was the, uh, you know, you needed or it would work with an Apple TV, an iPad, or an iPhone. The one thing that is required that you have to have is an Apple Watch. Oh. Okay. Uh, because it ties into your physical activity while you're doing it's interactive with you and so that's how it gathers the biometric stuff your heart rate and, and uh well mom and might be interested in that I'll, I'll have to tell her about it mm-hmm. it's it's opening it's starting this week uh it starts on monday it'll oh, be available on monday the 14th next month um, yeah yeah they said that most, or they said many of their workouts won't require any special equipment. For some, you may need some things like a yoga mat or dumbbells, um, and a few uh, work with stationary bikes, rowing machines, or treadmills because those are three items that a lot of people have at home. You know, so so they'll address those three. Um, but you know, Apple is careful to keep all of your workout data uh, private. Um, any customer, any customers who bought a watch after September fifteenth get three months of it for free. Um, and you have to have the latest version of, of the uh, OSs on everything. Yeah. So. Well, mom's got a yeah three, I think, and I've got a five or four. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't but, remember. Was there yeah. a four? Yeah, there was a four. There was a five, and there's a six. And six is the current one. Yeah. The um, the. You know, so I mean, it'll work with any of those. Um, uh, you know, you may have to spend the ten bucks to get a month of it to see if you like it, or if there's anything there for you. Um, like I said, I'm going to get it for free uh, because it's part of the package of services that I bought. Because mm-hmm. their package was cheaper than what I was paying already for buying 
the three services I was using, or basically it was the same. I was I was paying the same amount of money for three services, and by buying it in the package, now I get one consolidated bill, and I get six services instead of three from Apple. Yeah. So, and that includes my iCloud storage and my uh, access says, to. It says um, it can be shared up to iTunes. six family members. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, they've got things like you know treadmill walks and and yoga and. Uh, Mindful cool downs, which they said can also be a, 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 a light stretching for people. They've got strength and core exercises. Um, they have a dance exercise. Um, huh. And they've got different instructors. And, and because they're going to be giving you new stuff each week, you know, you can find the instructors that you like or the exercises that you like, and you can tune in. And each week, there'll be new stuff to do. So you're not just going back and watching the same video over and over. Yeah. So. Well, I might think so, about it. Well, I, I just don't know how much of it is uh, stuff that that we can do, you know. Right. Well, what I will do is, like I said, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it out, um, and I'll let you know what I think. And if, if I see anything in there that looks like it's similar to the kind of stuff that uh, that Mom does, and go from there. So that way, before you... Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I assume sure that once it launches... I'm sure we're not, we're not part of the focus group they were aiming at, but, you know, they just might include something that could work. Well, you know, uh, I'm probably not either. I mean, quite honestly, it looks like all of their instructors are, you know, 20 and 30-somethings. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have exercises that aren't compatible with what we want to be able to do. Um but we won't know that once it launches. Um, I suspect that there will probably be more detail about what the what kind of exercises there are, because that's the other thing right now is you know it's like, well you know there's very generic descriptions. I mean I get you know a list of you know cycling, dance, rowing, core strength, mindful cool down, yoga. That doesn't tell me anything. You know yeah. I need to know what level those are ta- tailored for, and and what how much of a variety you know. Like, like when it comes to yoga, are there going to have, are, are there going to be like 10 different instructors that do it at different levels, you know, mm-hmm. or strength yeah. training or core training, you know, um, or is it, you know, one instructor in each of these areas and that's what they got, you know, and it'll probably change over time as well. You know, I expect that they'll probably add, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're looking you know, to, to the put library. another whole sector out of business, you know, all these places that you might go to get mm-hmm. exercise. I mean, you know, you're not going to require a lot of equipment, I don't think. Uh, so, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who have their own fitness equipment that might right. be usable in this sort of stuff. Because I see a right. picture on here of people with, with uh, weights, people with a, with a, what do you call it? Your mom's walk thing you walk on? Treadmill. 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 You know, yeah. so they have treadmill walk and treadmill run programs. Like I said, they 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 they, they, they support three major home equipments: uh, treadmills, uh, stationary bikes, and rowing machines. And so they have workouts for those three. And then additionally, they said you may need some some dumbbells or a yoga mat or a carpeted area where you can get down on the floor. So, okay. um, but a large portion of what they're doing does not require you to have equipment. And uh, um, you know, I think that's smart for a home-based exercise thing. I oh, yeah. think the people that they're targeting are like the um, the company Peloton. I don't know if you've ever seen any of their ads where they, they have uh, uh, bikes and treadmills that have a screen attached to them. Yeah. And you subscribe and get, you know, but those cost, you know, 
couple thousand, two, three thousand dollars to to buy the equipment to start with, and then you have to pay a subscription. And right. what they're saying is, you know, you use your own treadmill or your own cycle or your own rowing machine, and you can buy them a lot cheaper, and probably higher quality ones, and then you know spend eighty bucks a year, and you'll have all the exercises you want. So yep. the question is, what you know, what those who do this kind of thing, people who are really into you know rowing machines and, and cycling and stuff, are they going to look at these and say? Ah, uh, these workouts aren't any good, or are they going to say, well, well, they're okay, go- these workouts are... They're, they're going to be angry because they're saying that they're going to see, obviously, that a lot of people are getting a lot of really good stuff for a whole lot less money, you know? But, yeah. But they're not well, going to get rid of their equipment because, you you know, used exercise equipment, like, falls off a cliff in terms of value yeah. in the marketplace. You, you can go into just about any store and find uh, treadmills and, and bikes. They're, they're everywhere. You know, you don't need to buy them new. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, you can go to Walmart or Target and get them new, fairly cheap. And if you want better quality ones, you can go to sporting goods stores. But they, uh, but you're you're right. You know, you go on eBay. You can buy all that stuff. You know, for fifty cents on a dollar or even better sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some really good brand name stuff on there too, particularly uh, the one with the ski systems. You know, they they were big. Nordic for Track. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Nordic Track also has a system that's similar with screens built into their equipment and uh, and guided exercises. Um, well, those apparently have been quite successful, and they're successful enough that Apple has said, "Okay, we want we want some of that money." Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't I don't see Apple so. ever getting into that business, but you know, for those people who have it, they can use it with mm-hmm. Apple stuff if they want to. Without well, that's with, the with, idea. With, Apple's not going to yeah. You, you see these these are schemes for those companies to upgrade to get the latest equipment that's got that built in, right? So, but you have to pay a right. well, couple a- thousand dollars to do it, see? So Apple Apple's never never going to sell you a ski machine or a treadmill, but they like you said, their their system is set up to use on any ski machine or any treadmill. Right. And so um their idea is, you know, you buy the equipment you want or if you don't want to use equipment, we've got exercises without equipment. Right. So, yeah, I think they're going to uh to hit that industry pretty hard and find that they're going to have a pretty good chunk of service revenue coming out of this. Um, yep. yep. Especially right now. You know, now is the perfect time to be releasing this because there's a lot of people who've been sitting at home for 9 months going, I need to do something. That's right. And uh and so this is going to be an easy way for people to go do something. Right. Um you know, it also for those who have it, um, it, it integrates with Apple Music, so that when you're doing these exercises, you can have music playing, um, and you uh, you can pick the music, you can pick the genre even if you want, and let Fitness Plus then pick the the, the actual specific songs, and those songs will then have uh, beats tied to what it is you're whatever it is you're doing, so it helps you you know keep the rhythm oh. and keep the pace. Oh, well, that kind of music has always been good because they use it in, uh, well, like that fitness club that we belong to out in the pool. We'd swim and do exercises. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. in fact, the first one we had, the guy that was uh, conducting it didn't even get in the pool. He was uh, an acrobat and a dancer. And, and so a mm-hmm. lot of what we did was just in time in beat with the music that he had, which uh, was, was pretty neat, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was really not for our age people because the music was kind of more hip-hop-ish uh, for young people mm-hmm. but still but that has a good, good beat ex- to it yeah it was, it was still good exercise you know yeah yeah in, in and, fact I, and so ha- integrating i was gonna say integrating the music is important yeah yeah real good 
And it was a yeah. shame because this guy unfortunately had had to quit because the chlorine in the pool uh, affected his. He, he had he was an asthmatic, and he he couldn't continue to do it because they he they'd turn on the fans and try to get that out of the air so that he could continue to work, but it, it just didn't. Finally, he had to quit. His doctor says you can't do that anymore. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. I swam in college with a girl who was allergic to chlorine. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and so, yeah, she actually had a um, um, like a um, uh, like an antihistamine type cream, and mm-hmm. every time she got out of the pool, she would go rinse off in the showers and then smear this antihistamine creep because she would break out in hives she'd smear it all over her body so every day of practice she would get out and put this on so that she didn't uh so that her skin wouldn't uh well react as badly i've I've always felt that that's an unhealthy environment i don't care what you say that that chlorine yeah it's bad for covid wrong you know (laughs) it's really bad for covid that's why we should open up all the pools (laughs) you think it kills the germs instead of the people huh (laughs) <laughs> the CDC says that it's one of the safest activities. They list activities by by risk, yeah. and swimming in a pool is is one of the lowest risk activities. So yeah. I I say this trying to get the school district that I lease my pool from for my club team to open yeah. their pool. They have not, and so I have not had a team since you know last March. Well, so I missed. It's, it's all made up these days. What the dangers are? It's it absolutely is. That nobody knows yeah. crap, and they they spout science, and they don't. They can't produce the science. Well, and then people you know. dink around with the numbers if they don't like them. Uh, you hear about that lady down in Florida yeah. who was the um, she was the the person who who like collected and, and created all the numbers for the state of Florida for their yeah. for the covid. And she basically said, I do the numbers and then I turn it in and the, the, the politicians go and change the numbers. And she so she she told the she told on him. She said, you guys can't do that. They said, we're doing it anyway. So she basically told on him. She got fired. So she's yeah. now filing a whistleblower c- complaint. And then uh, she was in the news yesterday because um, the, uh, I don't know what government agency it was, but somebody showed up at her house and and uh, took all of her computers and memory sticks and sh- basically shut her down. And she goes, I've got two kids who are in school at home. Now yeah. they can't, I've got to go buy computers so that they can go to school tomorrow. You know, it was like, well, out here, uh, she said out, it was political harassment out here. The we'll state bought all the schools, all the computers and handed them out to every student. Yeah, Literally. they did that here, but it was basically they were available. You had to come and pick them up. And I know there were a lot of kids who and I, it's sad to say, but there were a lot of kids who basically told their teachers, my parents won't go, won't even go down there and pick up a computer for me. Yeah, well, and so know, there are some yeah. kids trying to take classes off of a phone. Yeah, well, that's the other problem is is that the Internet was the other essential component, and a lot of people didn't even have that and weren't going to pay for it. Right. So they didn't offer to pay yeah. for it, you know. Oh, here they did. They were giving out hotspots along with the computer, so you get a little hotspot that will attach you to the cellular system. Yeah. Well, maybe, and maybe so they worked certain, out a deal maybe, with. Maybe certain schools did. I, I can only speak for Tobin, or for uh, Haley's kids, you know. But, right. Uh, because we, we went and picked up their computers for them. They we, somebody had to pick them up, and Haley couldn't, so we did. Right, yeah, they're working. Yeah, yeah. No, the, they're you know that's one of the things that I think we're finding out technologically as a country that we have some weak spots, some some holes in our coverage there. And uh, quite frankly, I think that they need to at this point in in the state of our country to say that that <clears throat> internet access is a utility, just like having 
electricity and gas and so therefore it should be available to everybody gosh todd i'm glad to hear you say that moves to do that because (laughs) you know preaching that for a long time (laughs) oh so have i i mean it's just it's but this is like you know making it really obvious that that needs to be a a we we need to do a build out just like we built out the highways in the 50s where we we provide internet access to everybody you know and i think that I, i would personally be fine if the government built the infrastructure and then leased it back to businesses and so that way then you don't have a business who's controlling it you know as to who has access to what um you know just like the um the uh i don't remember what was the the three-letter mnemonic of the the that did the the roads the um works public works project administration wpa wpa works projects administration or something like that was the one that built out most of the highways you know something like that you know plus right now we need jobs because of covid and these would be great outdoor jobs running wire and digging ditches so we could no, also provide wrong. work for people that's that's the wrong answer but uh, <laughs> i'm just just throwing don't, stuff don't, out don't there. put up any more poles we got to start taking the more of them down and put put radio yeah waves yeah up. and yeah, but I'm saying even even if you're putting out radio waves, you have to put up a tower and dig a ditch to put the, the footings in and oh, stuff. Oh, there's so there's just, work to be had. Yeah, there's a certain amount of that that'll have to be there, but yeah, that's that's not the main. Yeah. Although the way the government works today, the government wouldn't do that. What they would do is they would subcontract to a company to go yeah. put up towers. That's even right. If they were going to be government towers, they would just hire a company that puts up towers. Yep. So, yeah. So the Apple One bundle, by the way, includes Apple Music. Apple TV, Apple Arcade, Apple News, Apple Fitness, and iCloud. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been thinking about that bundle because I already have the music, uh, and I probably will mm-hmm. keep that. Uh, I just decided to do the free trial, you know, but uh, I don't right. know if I'll turn it okay, off. Okay, so you, that's new then. You didn't used to have the music because you kept trying to tell me that they didn't have any music you liked. Well, I decided, well, I'll just get on there and try it. And it was tough to right. find, you know. Uh, but the, they, they do have the music. And once I dug down yeah. deep enough, you know, they had pretty yeah. much Yeah, well, if you I'm know the right search, yeah, if you know the right search uh, criteria, um, you can find it. And then what's nice is sometimes when you do a search for, like, a certain artist and you go to that artist's page, at the bottom they'll say similar artists. And then you'll from there you can click on people who do similar types of music that names of people that maybe that you didn't remember, or that you had never come across before, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of explore that way. And I like doing that sometimes yeah. when I'm sitting and listening to music. Uh, but they so. probably don't have a lot of people listening to the same stuff I got. So <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean that you know it doesn't matter who's listening to it. They will tell you what's similar to it. You know, they've got it there. The um, uh, did you get the the individual or the family version? Uh, don't, I don't know why the individual is 10 bucks a month and the family version is 15, 15. I, I think just individual okay. I didn't so nobody else okay. that I know wants any of the other stuff right right well the reason I was asking because if you you know you're if you're at 15 you're halfway there to the whole bundle and do you have iCloud storage uh, I already have that yeah I've had that forever yes Okay, so, so need, add that cost in. So all I need is another ten bucks, and I can do it wherever I want. So that's why I was thinking maybe this fitness thing, and then we get it all, you know. 
Yeah, that's that's the, kind of my thinking because I had the family version of music, which was fifteen dollars, and I was paying ten dollars a month for iCloud storage because I had the Mac storage for because my whole family shares it, and then uh, Apple TV was five a month, so that's that's thirty bucks. Yeah, the, and, and and what and I so, was the reason I was thinking about it is, is if we ever get past past the COVID thing and the boys come over enough, they'd be interested in the arcade stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, they can sit and play the games. That's fun. You can, you know, you can buy a cheap game controller, and then they they can have a game controller just like they would have on um, on their gaming machines at home. Yeah, I w- I figured that w- once they get out with that new standard, whatever it is that Apple and, and Microsoft have agreed on, uh, they haven't they don't have any ship dates or anything on it, but they've agreed to what the specs are, so that that's uh, coming out I think next year sometime. Yeah. But the Apple, the the Microsoft uh, Xbox controllers already work with Apple TV. Yeah, but I want to get the one that's the standard that's agreed on. If I'm going to buy something, yeah. it's not it's not the time to buy, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it'll be, that'll be old hat once they both have the standard, you know, the produced in accordance with their agreement. Because it'll probably do something new and have, you know, they've got two companies that are coming in with ideas or whatever as to how to do this so it'll be better you can bet on it uh-huh yeah i don't know it'll i i think it's just all they're going to do is is standardize the way that it the your device recognizes the controller the controller itself isn't going to change yeah um and because that's already been standardized for over a decade on the gaming machines yeah and and by the way, I wanted to let you know that the next batch of uh, of uh, Apple Silicon computers coming out includes some Macs, and so I'm thinking that might be my next purchase. Yeah, well, I, they're I, pretty I, sure I, that they're going to have. Did I say iMac? I think I I think I just said you, Mac. you said okay. Macs, and I'm going to say all of the Apple Silicon Macs are Macs. <laughs> I, I meant iMacs. I meant iMacs. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, you're thinking I, about an iMac, a desktop machine. Yeah, I, because what I have is as cheap as you can go with the display, you know, and I'm right. sure that I'd like a better one. And, and of course, the old old mini I have is just not very, you know, it's old. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I just figured that that's the right way to go for a home machine. Yeah, well, I mean, Apple certainly thinks so. That's what they've been selling as their primary machine, and you get that way you get a beautiful screen, and everything's, you know, calibrated to work together because it's all in one box. Right. And you can get, you know, a 27-inch screen, so a nice big screen, so you can make things big and you can see it clearly. And yeah. uh, and it it comes you know, it comes. You get a keyboard with it, or is that all extra? No, that comes with it. Keyboard and mouse, or if you don't want a mouse, you can get the trackpad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a trackpad and a mouse already, but I. They're kind of old. Mm-hmm. My like my trackpad's not yeah. the rechargeable kind. I got to change batteries, you know. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah, but I've my, actually started using both. I have a mouse on the right hand side because I'm right handed, but I have my trackpad on my left. Yeah. And I find that I use them both differently, but yeah. I like that. So my keyboard yeah. sits in the center, and the mouse on one side and trackpad on the other. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I I have both, so I I'll probably upgrade my trackpad at some point, but. Mm-hmm. My current keyboard, though, is a Logitech. You know, I could use it probably yeah. with the other one, but I figured, hey, you know, it'd come if I think I thought a keyboard come with it. So, 
If it's extra, yeah. then maybe I have I have the the actually it's it's the still corded version of the Apple keyboard, but I bought it from another company that went in and replaced all the keycaps, and it has um, all the shortcuts uh, uh, identified on the keys for Apple Logic Pro, uh, which is their sound studio recording software. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, I've got you know. Uh, uh, C is the cycle button, and uh, Shift C gives you a, a palette, and uh, uh, A uh, uh, sets it to um, and they do put, auto track. And they put and, all that on one key. <laughs> you know, these are combinations of keys. Usually, how do you how do you do that on the keyboard? Okay, I just mentioned four different keys. I don't know what you mean one key. No, I but, said C is cycle, and A is auto track. And, oh, so these are single and, key, and, single and, key functions. And Shift C changes the palette, and you know, so I mean, most keys have multiple com- com- commands. But I, I have the letter down in the bottom left-hand corner, and then in the right-hand corner, it tells you what the function is for Apple Logic Pro, and it's also color coordinated, so that um, things that kind of go together are are different color keys. Oh, okay. So well, anyway, but it's an actual Apple keyboard. Yeah. Oh, it's an Apple. I got you. Yeah, it was an Apple keyboard that another company would purchase, then change the keycaps out, and then resell. Oh, I see. All and right. So, uh, by the way, in that regard, I, I also did. I I think maybe I sent you a link to uh, an Amazon thing that lets you put a uh, the uh, power uh, magnetic MagSafe power plugs on just about it. You know, most a whole bunch of their computers that don't have it. Right. Did you see that? Did I send that to you? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you sent that to me. I've seen those kinds of things before. It's not the official MagSafe, but it gives you MagSafe-like capabilities. Right. Right. So anyway, I found that. Yeah. Thing. So I should, I been been posting yeah. it. I, I forget who I. Sent I have that read. Yeah, I have read mixed results on those things. Some people thought they were okay; others thought they didn't work terribly well. Yeah, you know, in that they, the, you know, getting the balance right between it sticks on there, but it lets go when when you tug on it. There's mm-hmm. a fine line there, and I'm not sure everybody puts the effort in that Apple does to make sure that that works the way it should. But, uh, but you know, I I like the MagSafe connector, so I'm. Um, well, so does about um, everybody out there, you know. Yeah, there's a whole so, bunch of people I'm, saying, "Bring it back." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I really wish they would. I don't. I don't think they will, but I wish they would. Uh, you know, unless they can push for a standard magnetic connection that works with USB three or USB four, right? Which is the new standard that they've got mm-hmm. on their new laptops. So, yeah. For me, I think the next machine, if I were to get another machine, would be probably an, uh, another Mac Mini, because in my office here, I've got a couple Mac Minis, um, and one of them is a server. And it's a very old Mac Mini that is not running well. And so I'd like to take the current machine that I have, push it down, and then get a, uh, a M1 Mac Mini to be my primary machine. But yeah. uh, but I'm not in any rush. I'll wait and see. The, the, current, the current one's not going to get any more expensive. And I'd like to see if they come out with a Mac Mini Pro that has more ports on the back of it and has more memory capability. Yeah. By the way, I, I would come up on a headline the other day. That set, that immediately reminded me of you because you were a technician for both PCs and Macs for quite a long time. 
-hmm. And I was just wondering if you remember the meaning of the startup chime on Macs to tell you that something was wrong, and if so, what was wrong based on the chime? The meaning? Yes, the meaning. I didn't know there was a meaning. I knew the sounds. I don't know that there was a meaning. I mean, well, uh, you know, sad Mac? I mean, if, No, if, if certain things went wrong in a Mac, the sound actually uh -huh. changed when you booted right. it up. And you could know right. that if you, if you knew, if you were trained as a technician, uh, because that they were, these were sort of common things that could go wrong. You didn't have something plugged in right or whatever it was, and you'd hear this sound and you'd say, oh, I forgot to do that, you know? And, yeah. And most yeah, I knew there was different sounds, and I knew what the sounds were. I mean, I haven't done it in years, but I didn't know there was a meaning to them. I mean, well, is that that's just what you meant, is that yeah. did I know that there were different sounds and that they identified different issues? That they were, yes. di they were diagnostic. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and, I knew I did know that, and and, fact, and that they and uh, go ahead. In fact, the article that I read also takes you to a web page where you can listen to the sounds for the different Macs over the years, <laughs> a whole bunch of different makes and models and type, you know, of, of Macs, and here's mm -hmm. what they sound like as you it play goes through them if you as you play the little YouTube video. Uh -huh. Do you have the Mac Tracker app? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has the sounds with each model. Oh, it does. So when you push them yeah oh okay i didn't know that yeah so when you go in there and look at the uh a, a specific model you can uh uh go to um where is it uh somewhere in there on on one of the things it's i can't remember which tab it was whether it was on notes or uh on the uh history page or something yeah, there's a section in there where where you can click on it and it will then play you the sound. Well, anyway, the article that I read uh, was just interesting. Uh, it was just about the different chimes, and they're, they it says they're, they're going to return that sound to some new new Macs. That, and I forgot just exactly. Yeah, what, it, you can that. turn it on on your. It's it's been turned off through uh, software since um uh i don't know a couple of versions back of the os and in high sierra you can turn it back on oh okay and so when you boot if you boot or reboot you'll hear the the little chords but but anyway i turned it back on anyway there was a, it's in preferences the infor, the information i had about the diagnostic stuff power on self test thing that used it used the chimes was in a comment so it was a guy who had worked as, as you had as a technician, and mm -hmm. and he he went over all of this, made a long comment, and and uh, told told how it worked, and the previous guys obviously didn't have that experience. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I, I, I couldn't I, at this I, point sit down and give you the you know the history that he did the the list of of the sounds and what they meant, but at one point in time I knew those. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't totally detailed, but anyway, it's, I, I enjoy reading comments on some of these things just because you pick up stuff like that, 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 that yeah. somebody who's a longtime user knows that other people don't know about, you know? Yeah, the old guys know things that the new, new guys don't know because right. it predates them. Yeah. By the way, if you go to the Preferences panel, if you're on, on High Sierra um, OS Mac 11, go to the... Uh, preferences sound preference and there's a checkbox play sound on startup and so you can check that or uncheck that it's um, well that's on the mac i'm looking at an ipad right now you, right yeah 
that's okay. on the Mac. Yep, I'm sure I can find it in preferences. What did you say it was? It's under sounds? Yeah, preferences, sound, and it's on the uh, the front page, system sounds. Yeah. And there's a checkbox. Okay, I might do that just to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, so that way if you reboot when it starts up, you'll hear the, the, the start tone. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the, the interesting thing, and I guess the reason it kind of came back, is that some people are used to have, you know, if they, if they buy a new Mac and they were used to an older one, they they like the sound because it tells them when the thing's finally booted. That was part of the reason for it being there, you know, because it was right. a noticeable difference. Well, in the new ones, you you touch the button and it dings. <laughs> you know, it's so fast that, boom, it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you hit it, it's like launching because, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's solid um, state memory, you know, that boots off of, and so it's, it's I'm I'm ready. What do you want? <laughs> you can't react fast enough to that computer, is what they're basically people are saying. It's it's all instantaneous, and that's that's uh, really uh, a big selling point because everybody just comes away amazed because the speed of the thing is just so unexpected, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost. Um almost uh, you know i mean for, for for guys like us that's that's the most enticing thing ever right it's like yeah. oh wow it's going to be completely new and fast and better I, I i really want one of those yeah well the other thing that they had in one of the articles that regarding the speed is they were it really wasn't a fair comparison but they they went and looked at the uh, uh surface uh that uh that is on a different set of uh uh what do they call that? The uh, low power processing that, that Apple uh, that that Microsoft the ARM processors. Yeah, ARM, ARM kind of things. Yeah, that, a- Apple's processor is different, but somebody has already implemented that so that you can run ARM on the uh, on the uh, cheapest model, the uh, uh, Mini. Okay. And now, so right. the mini- yeah, now that's the that's the ARM implementation of Windows, yeah. which has issues because it's not compatible with the Intel version of Windows. Right. But but somebody already nonetheless has, you can run it there. Somebody already has the Surface software running on the Mini. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Whether- and they said it's running faster. It's running faster than it is on the and, and not by a small margin than that's it does right. on the Microsoft Surface. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So anyway, um, just a real-time update. I was checking on the Mac Tra- Tracker app, both on iOS and on the desktop version, and it apparently no longer does have those sounds. At one time, it used to have those sounds in there, the startup sounds for each different yeah. model, um, unless it's maybe certain specific models. But I checked a couple, and I didn't see it. So it may no longer – they may not be supporting it anymore. They may have gotten told to take it down because that's Apple property, the sounds. Um, but you can go uh, to YouTube and go to Apple Mac Startup and Death Chimes. Yeah. And you'll get the sad Mac. Yeah. <coughs> 1.6 million views. Happy Mac and sad Mac. Hey, everyone. Welcome yeah. to Forward. Apple made we the are news, by the way, with their uh, TV Plus. I guess, I guess they're getting uh, extremely aggressive in terms of having... Uh, something like 84 shows, which in number doesn't match Netflix at all, but the quality and the people that they have in their payroll 
in the movie business far exceeds anything that uh, Netflix has done yet. And so they're, they're, this was just kind of a trial run. And so kind of expect a flood of, of new uh, content uh, for Apple TV. I, I sort of thought that might have been the big announcement today, uh, instead of the headphones, uh, that they'd announce more big shows. But you know, with, for the holiday coming up, I'm sure they have some good ones. Yeah, I that's been my take on Apple's um, shows is that their quantity clearly, you know, and no one would expect it to be at this point, is not as high as some of the other companies that do streaming. Mm-hmm. But their quality is is I mean. Not everything is for me, but the quality of the shows, all of the shows, is just top notch. They are really, yeah. really good shows, you know. And there, there have been some that, like, I think the number one show that they had was one that was, um, uh, uh, gosh, what was it? It was um, about a woman writer. I'm blanking on the name, and I like the actress who plays her and everything. But I just, I watched the show. I think I ended up watching like four episodes of the show and went. It's just not for me, <laughs> you know. I yeah. just I'm not enjoying that, and so I didn't watch it anymore. Dickinson is about Emily Dickinson. Oh, and yeah. so it's sort of okay. this this fanciful take on Emily Dickinson, and for me it was just like, eh, all right, whatever. But <laughs> uh, but but yeah, they've got one that just released a documentary called Earth at Night in Color, and it's really a cute, amazing documentary. It's like the first episode is about lions on the Serengeti, and lions are mostly uh, are, are largely nocturnal because it's too hot in the, in the day to do anything. And so, you know, previously, if you shot at night, you had very dim stuff, or you had infrared, which meant it was all kind of weird, black and white or off colors and stuff. This is full color, um, you know, because it's it's they're doing um, the uh, uh, camera, the same type of stuff that they're doing with your phone when you take pictures and, and movies in enhancing it. They're doing that now to create full-color video at night of these yeah. animals. And it's a, it's stunning videography. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Um, and yeah. uh, really entertaining. I watched uh, uh, episode one and two. Um, haven't watched the uh, subsequent ones yet. Uh, one was about lions of the grassland. And uh, uh, second one was about uh, tarsiers. They're a little like... Um, uh, they kind of look like koalas, like they might be related to koalas or something, uh, but they live in uh, in the jungle. And, and who's doing this? This is on Apple TV Plus. Oh, that's the name of. Or yeah, you didn't have the name or anything. Who? What that show? It's called. Was? It's called the Earth at Night in Color. Earth at Night in Color. Right. Hmm. Very descriptive name. So you have Apple but, TV like, Plus epi- now. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I've had it since they introduced it. Oh, okay. So you, 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 yeah. you. I got it free with my phone. Oh, I see. Yeah. For the first I, year, I got it free with my phone. When that I, I, when I that year I, was up, I signed up. I guess I forgot about it because I knew that you, you and Elaine were big uh, Netflix fans. I think I thought I had just assumed that's all you, you watched. I'm, I hardly watch Netflix. Oh, is that right? I think that's a mis- misrepresentation on your part. Oh. Um, I have a Netflix subscription, but I don't watch it that often. Um, I think my daughters watch it more than I do. Um, I watch uh, I, I watch Amazon Prime. I watch uh, Apple TV. I watch some Netflix. I've got HBO. I watch that as well. Um, so I bounce around between them. 
Um, yeah, well, we had a weekend. I guess the Thanksgiving weekend here was all free on eight on all of the the uh, AT and T uh, Uverse, you know, script subscriptions on cable. So for I had yeah. a whole weekend, and I think I started to watch one movie and stopped in the middle and never got back to it. <laughs> so you can see I'm not a movie yeah. fan. I, I, I'm too impatient to wait. You know, sit around for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. In fact, even when I watch movies on my computer, I usually watch them in segments because they're just too long. I, I get antsy. I got to mm-hmm. move around. So I'll yeah. go, well, oh. you're not engaged. You're not engaged with the film. If you're engaged with the film, you'll look up and realize several hours went by. Yeah. If you're not engaged with the film, then yeah, it's hard to stay there, and you know, you end up doing other stuff. Yeah. So. I, but I, I, I've always enjoyed sort of that. Like I remember Mutual of Omaha. I like those sort of, uh, you know, wildlife documentaries. And Apple seems to have um, well, that you know, sounds, taken a step in that direction. You know, that's, with this series, and and they also have uh, they have a series called Tiny World where they're doing insects and they're zoomed in like super close. And they have a whole series of shows that way. They do yeah. one following a group of elephants called Elephant Queen, and another one called Planet Earth. So they've now done, uh, you know. Coming well, that, up on maybe, maybe a half dozen maybe different I'll, things. Maybe I'll have to do quickly get on Apple TV so I can or TV Plus or whatever it's called, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, th- that's. I sounds... think you can watch the trailers for free. Oh, okay. So you can like uh, go to Apple TV Plus, and I think you can go in and watch. Like you can't when you try to play a show, it'll say, "Well, you need to subscribe." But there are trailers that you, I think you can go underneath and, and click on the trailer and just see if it's something that interests you. And you if know, there's enough stuff that interests you, you know what? You know, it's only five bucks a month. Well, what's what's funny is, you know, why I don't don't really consider that, because uh, I've kind of viewed the TV as mom's thing, and she watches her uh-huh. shows. And so, if I were to t- say, "Oh, I'm going to take three hours out of your day, or two hours, or whatever it is for a movie," she might object. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I've I've told her yeah. that's her stuff, you know. And the other thing is, uh-huh. ever since I moved into this house, I lost some cables, so I don't have my sound system out there really set up. It's just TV, which is tinny sounding, and I I don't hear well anyway. Yeah. But at least if I had a good sound system, uh, then I and that's why I ask about you know the uh, headphones so I can. Yeah, well, without. you could hook it right to your headphones and have and have sound directly pumped into your ear. Yeah. Or you could you know hey go on Amazon and buy some cables so you can hook up your dang sound system. I could. I could, you know. I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> but anyway, because it's basically mom's device, let's put it that way, uh, I've kind of confined to myself to watching movies and stuff on either my computer or my iPad, you know, because mm-hmm. there I, it's easy. I, they, they both work with my headset. Well, I take that back. The, the computer still doesn't work with my hearing aids. It will work with my iPod Pro. Is it not iPod? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the ear. You know, it'd be ear- interesting to check AirPods. 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 I knew it was something like that. It would be really interesting to check if the new M1 Max will now work directly with your uh, with your uh, uh, hearing aids. Yeah, I might put something like that on over my hearing aids. Then I've got the benefit of the of the. No, no, no! You didn't hear what I said. The new M1 Max might attach directly to your hearing aids. Oh, how would I know that? I don't know. I would, but I'm curious about that because now they're using the same hardware that's in the iPad, and the iPad works. That's true. That's true. I hadn't even thought of that. 
So that would be worth investigating. If you're going to get a new Mac, that might be hey, there's important. Hey, there's my justification. It works with my hearing aids. I, I'm i just thinking of you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. But you're right. I, you know, I don't, I, it's I don't, I'm not sure where it, to. It's, I have to say it's, it's, it's total Apple technology. And they just didn't want to mess with the, with the crap from Intel, you know, to try and make that work. Yeah. Yeah. The hardware was Intel's. They're not going to, you know, go tell Intel, you have to go do this for that for a fairly small number of people. But, but, you know, if they've already got it built into the iPads and now they put the chip into a Mac, why wouldn't it then have the hardware there anyway? Absolutely. This, that's exactly why I have to have a new computer, Todd. (laughs) I think so. You're welcome. Yeah. But, but then if I was going to get it, put it into a desktop, then maybe I won't it's not as important because I got to come in to use it, you know. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. it's not maybe, as portable. Maybe you need to look. Maybe you need to look at that uh, that MacBook Air, huh? Yeah, maybe so. End up back with a portable, but this, but I'll not yeah. n- never get a screen as small as the one I have now on computer. I, yeah. That's that's part of quite the frankly, huh? Quite frankly, look at getting um, putting a um, a 4K TV in there. Oh, you can sit like in front of a 4K TV, and that's 4K. Yeah. Um, you know. TVs are cheap, right? Yeah, you can get a 4K TV for uh, like a 40-inch 4K TV for for 250 bucks. That's cheaper than than you know what I used to pay for just a monitor that was, you know, 16 right. inches across. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with the new IMAX, you get a 5K, don't you? You do. The IMAX are 5K, and it's 27 inches, which is a little, I mean, it's smaller than a 40-inch TV. And the downside of a 40-inch TV is it's so big, um, I, I've been, you know, doing some reading about this, is that, you know, you have to, like, turn your head and lift your head up to look at all the corners of it because it's just, it covers a lot of space. Yeah. So maybe it's better to not be big and, and, and have more more, yeah. uh, more pixels or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Once you get to 4K, I say, man, who who cares if it's another yeah. K? <laughs> you know, I, I I'm inclined size. to agree with you. Huh? You know, at that point, it's uh, and virtually all of the 4K TVs now also support HDR, the high dynamic range. So yeah. you'll you know everything will will be, you know, if you're looking at photos and stuff, you'll get a um, a more um, a deeper color rendition because of that. Yeah. So, which of course is built into the Mac iMac as well, but. You know. Yeah. Okay, I got a whole new reason to look for a Mac Apple Silicon now. Yeah. Well, I think you probably want to try to do some investigating and see if if they do support um, your your uh, ears because, you know, I mean, it seems logical that they would, but I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it. It probably won't cost them anything to do it because they've done it already. So, that's yeah, why, I mean, they would have why, to actively work to I, take that out of the chip, right? right <laughs> it's I, like, why would they do I, that? I would think it's almost a given that they do, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, the only part that I that they might not. I mean, I'm certain that they that they the hardware capability is there. The only question would be, have they you know had a chance to to update the software to support it yet? Yeah. But by the way, and maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Yeah. By the way, speaking of displays, as we're doing this, I'm noticing that they have already now said that uh, uh, the, at least two of the 
MacBook Pro models to come out next year are going to have mini LED displays. So that's a big deal to a lot of people. I, I don't know if that means much to you, but people think that's a lot better displays than the uh, existing. Uh, yeah, the mini LEDs. I, you know, I've never seen one that I could look at it and say, oh, yeah, that is definitely an improvement. And quite frankly, we're getting to the point where I'm sort of the don't care. I mean, remember, I'm the guy who was using a non-retina uh, screen for the longest time and said, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't see that much difference between it. And I've sat down with a retina screen and a non-retina screen side by side and gone, meh, okay, it's sharper, but it's not so much that I, you know, it's not, it doesn't bother me enough that I, that I well, the main know, go point, out of my way. The main if point, you're throwing it in, I'll take it. But <laughs> The main point that they make is the, 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 the blacks are blacker. That's what right. I, that's what I always see when they discuss that, you know? So if mm -hmm. your blacks are gray, then, then you got a problem. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think on a television set, that's going to come into play in a lot of places where, um, you know, when you get a dark spot on a lot of LED TVs, you'll see banding in mm -hmm. the black, in the dark spaces. Yeah. And as you move to the 4K and, and more, more specifically the HDR, that disappears because the high dynamic range um, can, can, you know, is, it basically gives you darker darks and, and lighter lights. And then if you physically have a machine that's capable of displaying those darker darks and lighter lights better, it's going to look better. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just another little technical spec that's going to attract some customers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, it, they wouldn't be moving to it if it wasn't better. I, I absolutely agree that it's going to be better. My okay. question is, is, you know, on the on the scale of you know better i think it, in my mind you know, unless i see something different it's just going to be a baby step that yeah. it's it's just an incremental change in something that's already to the point where it's absurdly good yeah well you know, you know? i was reading an, an article somewhere yesterday or the day before that uh kind of made this point about technology we've been moving along in most technology and you're on a fairly small uh slope of, of improvements really each time there's a, mm -hmm. you know a few widgets here and there <clears throat> and most of the time they really don't matter that much to most people uh, pe people just buy something when they're thinking that oh I've had this five years it must have been better than what I have you know that's why they're not in a hurry to buy mm -hmm. but then every once in a while there's this step big step and that's what everybody right. and the reason the guy wrote the article is because that's what's just happened with Apple Silicon. You know, it's a big step. So big, they say, and that, you know, it's, it, it could be the demise uh, uh, of, uh, of a whole bunch of business for people like Intel that, uh, you know, have a high percentage of sales are going to lose to Apple, plus other companies now that are tempted to take their products and put them on Apple chips in like Amazon did. You know, and they're saying even the Dells of the world have got to consider it. Yeah. Because they just won't be. Yeah, no, I think so. I think I think that uh, you're going to see all of the other computer manufacturers. In fact, I'm sure because once Apple announced it, they've been scrambling to try to build arm based computers. And the, the folks, uh, you know, and they've been talking to Microsoft about like, 
okay, what do we need to transition over to this stuff? Because, you know, we're going to be left in the dust if we don't. So you're going to see, I mean, ARM-based Windows machines have existed already. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to see those, I think, starting but, to explode but, ever more. But but that performance has, has been just, just uh, it was all about just getting something down to enough power that they could actually build a portable that had a reasonable battery life. The performance yeah. has been very unimpressive, and so yeah. Well, that's the, that's exactly that's the problem <laughs> is is that there already exist ARM-based Windows machines, but they're not as integrated as the Apple machine, so they're never going to be as fast as the Apple machine because they're buying their you know their video chip from company A and their their CPU from company B and their right. you know and their memory from company C and they're you know they're putting it all together onto a board the old-fashioned way right and apple said no no we'll put that all in a chip that's the new-fashioned way and it's going to be so much faster yeah you know and because yeah. we write the operating system it's going to be tuned exactly to work with that hardware you're going to be stunned and we are yeah 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 it's uh, it's still got a lot of people just over their top about the development and 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 yeah. what's coming i mean now they're already so happy but they're expecting so much more because there are a couple big constraints still with this first two mm-hmm. models that are only uh, selling because they're they're inexpensive models. You know, the people that want to put out whatever it takes to get the best, they they want next year's model. You know, <laughs> right? And yeah. in, and well, and there are some. I mean, and, and I think that the two the, the machines that they introduced. Are going to are, are would be absolutely the best machine that most people have ever had for ninety percent of the population. Right. Um, you know. Uh, let me back that. I'll say eighty percent because there are some people who absolutely have to have a desktop, and the mini is not always the right desktop. You might want an iMac, but once they come out with the iMac, um, you know, I mean, that's ninety five percent of the the population. You know, and eventually they'll do the Mac Pro as well. But each level along the way, these computers are going to get even more and more impressive. Now, other, I don't think you're going to see – I don't think the, the next version is not going to be leapfrogging the, the ones they just released as much as these ones they just released leapfrogged the, uh, oh. the Intel-based Macs. It's, we're going to go back to more incremental in, in improvements there. You're right for certain software. It's still uh, mm-hmm. the, the ones they just currently released are not sufficient right. for a lot of the power applications. And that's the right. Big well, and those are constraints because of memory and 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 storage, and so because they've got those those built-in constraints, and for people, you know, some of them they just flat out don't work if you need more ports. Yeah. I mean, the current chip supports, you know, uh, basically two ports. Yeah. Um, the mini they added two USB A ports to it as well, so it, it has yeah. two C's and two A's. Yeah, but the mini that's the the the, the higher end mini that you can still buy that has the Intel in it has four C's, uh, two or three A's, as well as the HDMI, and you know, and so it's it's they can't match that right now. Yeah, yeah, but they and will. The the other thing that they're saying is it's been over five years since they basically redesigned the bodies for most of these computers, and right. so there's there's an, big anticipation. That there's going to be something that really looks different too. Because yeah, the only one that that's new is the Mac Pro itself, and you've got to know that that was designed with the knowledge that an Apple chip was coming. Right, right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the new iMacs look like, as well as the uh, the new mm-hmm. MacBook Pros. That yeah that haven't about been- um, 
I want to say August time frame, there was some leaks about what they thought the iMac was going to look like, that some, some stuff had come out. And um, it seems logical to me that they essentially the iMac looked like a giant iPad on a pedestal. So it looks just like the current iMac with the, with the metal foot underneath. Mm-hmm. But instead of having the back of it sort of tapered, the back was completely flat, and the thing was looked like just a giant iMac. Yeah. I mean, an iPad, rather, like well, the iPad Pros. Well, one of the thoughts that I had by this, this uh, the technology that you're using can make such small parts on the, on the processor chip itself, and, and the memory is integrated there, that they will also have a fairly large memory uh, module almost entirely on the whole chip, so... Can you imagine how much memory they could put on board that chip and make it a, basically a solid-state hard drive so that, it, like you said, it, it doesn't require a lot of space because it's low power? Mm-hmm. And and so you can I, – I anticipate devices with uh, terabytes, and I don't know how many, of solid-state storage on the back of your uh, iMacs, you know? And that's still important to have. It's still really high. They already have terabytes of solid-state storage. You can get an iMac Pro with 8 terabytes of storage in it, all solid-state, today. Is it with a technology that's really low power like this, though? No. Single on a chip, system on a chip? See, that's that's the thing. See, I I think they're going to use this this new new, uh, chip-building technology where you can put a whole bunch of stuff in an even smaller space and keep the keep the uh, power down on it, and make some really massive improvements in just in storage that will be run in conjunction with this other ch- uh, w- w- with their actual processor chips, which have got all processors on it. You know, not all processors. Mm-hmm. There's some integrated stuff, but they'll have tiers of memory now, and 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 I'm sure that uh, that that is also important to lots of users, particularly all video kinds of data that you're video processing. They require a lot of storage. And and the, the stuff that's on, let's say, the M1 chip uh, is just not adequate. They, they need yeah. a lot more. And so I think this, yeah. the guys that are currently building solid-state devices, let's, let's just go back to that, disks of some kind that are, that are in fairly small packages, they're going to wipe them out. They're just going to wipe. Just you know, you'll have so much storage, you're not even going to think about going to somebody else. It'll be built into your machine. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's coming. I think that's clear. That's coming. And what that means is, it's built into your machine. It also means that you won't have um, um, the option of changing it later. So you've got to buy what you want up front. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. But but that's. That's a, sort of the next thing. Memory is always a big and important thing for just about everybody, and they're going to be in the mm-hmm. business that uh, they're going to take up a, another whole segment of the market that used to be an accessory. It's just going to kind of vanish because people people are going to say, this is a heck of a deal. I'll, I'll just go get it, get it while I'm buying it and not worry about it, you know? Yeah, why, why have an external drive that I have to plug in? Right, right. You know, although they do have really fast buses, so you can plug in an external drive, and it's pretty instantaneous still. Yep, yep. So, and I know there are people who work in certain industries who would not want that. They will still use external drives because they want to be able to um, take that data and move it away from 
you know, physically separate it from that location. Oh yeah. They yeah. store it away. The, the people who do a lot of video do direct stuff. records to, well, people who do video, um, a lot of the cameras now record directly to, um, a static hard drive. And so then that hard drive, instead of transferring it from one place to another, they physically take the hard drive and unplug it from the camera and plug it into the Mac then to do your video editing. And so you don't have to then spend time, you know, sending that data across a wire and then you'll load it into your Mac and then you take that original data and then you archive it. You just take that drive and set it somewhere. See, see now, since, and, since, uh, uh, since Apple's in the business of making cameras, then maybe your phone cameras will have this massive storage device that plugs into them that can automatically be uh, integrated with your computer somehow. Hmm. They call that the iCloud. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things. And for one low phenomenal fee, you can have access to the iCloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, anyway, Todd, I think it's getting on to past lunchtime here, an hour and a half. No, right? it's only 10 o'clock. It's only 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Not what mine says. Yeah, well, you're on the wrong coast, man. You're on the wrong coast. So, but, uh, uh Anyway, it's been fun. Good. It has. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We talked over ourselves a lot today, so we got to try to watch that. So I apologize, but um, um, yeah. Well, well, I guess we were excited so. about all, all the new stuff we got to talk about there. So we it's really amazing. You think about it. You know, we like to talk about Apple stuff here. I just did it again. I talked over you. Um, but you know, they announced stuff in September. They announced more stuff in October, more stuff in November. And now here we are in December, and they just announced stuff. Right. And this is during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got all their people at work at home, and they're just working like crazy doing new yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. That, that's some that, pretty exciting things. What an enviable position Apple is in. They, there's nobody in the company who who uh, can have a great idea and not have the resources to uh, to make it happen, you know? That when when you're mm -hmm. a wealthy company like that, uh, virtually more and more stuff gets funded as time goes on. That uh, yeah. people have had in their brains but couldn't do it because somebody said, "Well, that we we've got to prioritize what we're going to do." Apple says, "Let's do it yeah. all." You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got a good idea, we'll do we'll we'll test it, we'll evaluate it. If it makes sense, we'll go forward because, you know, cost of testing and evaluating and checking out ideas is is not an issue for us yep. so you know we'll we'll build we'll build a, a working model and say you know how many people within the company can you convince yes. that this is a, a, a new way we should be going and they're happy to go multiple new ways at once because they can yeah just just look at all the products that apple has now it's just mushrooming you know and and the mm -hmm. ones that they're in they just keep expanding you know let's say just in the business of sound development uh, look! Look where they've gone with the uh, AirPods, and and now the, the over the head AirPod kind of they're still keeping the mm -hmm. name. Uh, that's, yeah, that's AirPod good. Max. Yeah. So uh, it all just keeps getting better. I I'm still uh, of the opinion that at some point in time they'll integrate their uh, some of their electronics with with uh, some small TVs if they still think they apply. I, I think Apple never really got in the TV business because they saw it as a, 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 a run to the bottom in terms of cost. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and it has. Yeah, it's already a commodity product, and they couldn't bring anything to it that said, this is going to be so much better that we can charge a premium for it. That, that's right. Uh, but, you know, with the, the processing that surrounds it and the fact that they already do have somebody melt, at least building their panels for uh, uh, the IMAX and whatever, they, they are sort of mm -hmm. in that business because they have products with very big, fairly good-sized displays. Uh, yeah. And well, and they'd quit making standalone displays, and then they came out with a standalone display for their um, iMac for their Mac Pro, right? Yeah. So now they also have a standalone display as well. So th there's there's some benefit to doing that, and uh, it, it's just possible they'll be uh, exploiting it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, just it all well, depends on sales, I guess. Yeah. Well, I know Apple TV Plus plays on a lot of different devices now. So you don't have to even have Apple hardware. You can play it on Roku and on, you know, uh, Vizio and LG TVs. You can play Apple TV Plus right through them. Right. Um, um, but it would be interesting if there was a TV that just used Apple TV Plus as its interface. Right? Right. You know, because yeah. Roku does that. You can buy a TCL TV that's a Roku TV. And oh. when it boots up, you can say, you know, run these apps or attach to the antenna and, and you know, show me channels or switch to this input. Yeah. But other, but but when you're actually dealing with the interface, it's Roku. Yeah. Yeah, well... And uh, I wouldn't mind an Apple TV that worked that way. Well, you, you know, Apple did that right because uh, the fact that you could upgrade your Apple TV for not not a great deal of cost for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, those, those haven't been real expensive devices, the hardware, you know. But, uh, well, you say that, but that's been the complaint is that all their competition is a quarter of their price. I mean, an Apple TV 4K right now is like 160 bucks or 180 bucks, something like that. Yeah. You know, and you can get a 4K uh, streaming device from Amazon for $30, and you can do the same from you know Roku and from from Google. But in the and, but uh, in the past, none of the integrated systems with with it being in the TV have really been phenomenally successful. And I, I think Apple's working mm -hmm. toward that so that if they if they were ever to have their stuff integrated with your set, your TV set, mm -hmm. that they'll be sure that that is a big success. It's a volume product, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I will tell you something. Um, I have here in my in my Shack Outback studio a, uh, a Roku TV, a TCL Roku TV that I stream to. And so I can watch, like, you know, a football game or whatever, have the TV on while I'm in here working um, and attached to it I have an Apple TV and the reason I have it set up that way is I found that when I'm watching things streaming through the Roku say I'm watching Netflix just for an example that it would excuse me that it would if there was a any kind of like um, hiccup in the internet connection which there is repeatedly um, it would freeze the screen and lock up and then take a while to then time out and then start back up and on the Apple TV, for whatever reason, it's designed with maybe a bigger buffer in it or something, that things would stream to it, and I wouldn't have that problem. The other advantage was the Roku TV that I have works with Wi-Fi, but it doesn't have a physical connection. Now, I'm in my shack, and I'm sitting three feet from uh, a, a hub that I can plug it into, but there's no physical connection, whereas the Apple TV does. So I also then went back after the fact and attached the Apple TV physically into my, into the internet. So it's not via Wi-Fi, and so that also helped it. 
So I find that the experience of browsing through the Apple TV is significantly better than that of Roku, hmm. both in just the viewing and in the interface. The only thing I don't particularly like about the Apple TV is their remote. Their remote stinks. But yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of getting upset with AT&T and their Uverse system. We've been getting this mm-hmm. crazy screen that pops in, and you know, it's the screen freezes, and it's AT&T and it's their box. Uh-huh. And just because I de- we didn't want some guy happened to come into our house to deal with this, we haven't reported it, but it's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's happening way too often. Yeah. Now, I've never been a fan of AT&T for anything. I don't like them for their uh, internet. Um, I don't like them for their cell phones. Um, I've had bad experiences with AT&T as a company over the years and just don't care for them. In fact, I was crushed. I've been a long time DirecTV subscriber, satellite TV, and I was crushed when they got bought out by AT&T. Of all the companies, why did AT&T have to buy them? Yeah. And I haven't destroyed the product yet, but there's already there, there's changes in it that I that I don't care for. Huh. Um, there's been nothing that's been like, oh, forget it, I'm done with this. But yeah. uh, you know, but yeah. so far it's it's okay. But it's it's yeah, I don't know. As a company, I just don't care for the way AT and T works. They're they're. Um, their their services don't seem to be terribly reliable, and their customer service is not particularly good when when their services aren't well, reliable. I, well, I they're keep, really good at selling you stuff. I I keep seeing the bill go up, and I'm just about ready to pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing they do is they do they do price creep. You know, so, I will give you a good price to get you going, and once you're locked in, then you know we keep bumping the price up, and eventually you'll notice it, and then you'll threaten to quit. And you can either sometimes if you threaten to quit, then they'll they'll you they'll send you to a customer reclamation phone, and that person will give you a better price that you should have had in the first place. Um, yeah. Or sometimes you just got to say, okay, fine, I'm going to switch to Dish TV, or I'm going to switch to Comcast cable, or I'm going to switch to whatever. Yeah. So, unfortunately, where I am living, AT and T is the only internet provider. There is no cable in the ground. There's no other way to connect. So until we have a good wireless alternative. I have no options. Yeah. Well, they own the cable in our whole development. Yeah. You know, so the whoever I get it through, if I'm going to get it fiber. They they had fiber to the door, you know. So right. I just paid to get it into the house. Right. <laughs> See, and that's why I thought I, I think that it needs to be a utility like the gas company or the electric yeah. company, and and then you know anybody can then you can buy the service from. But yeah. the uh, and they lease space on the pipes in the ground yeah. uh, that get to your house, and and again when we get to wireless you'll kind of get there, but it, yeah. they should have done that from the get go. It bothers me that that internet is is in the United States is such a that's right hassle. But 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 that's you how know. they that's how business works. If they've got an advantage, yeah. they take advantage of it. So you got to pay for yeah. it. Yeah, you know. But that's why that's why we have certain things that are utilities because we say hey everybody needs this. And so we can't allow businesses to, 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 right. to rip us know, off nickel and dime us <laughs> on this thing. Uh, yeah. Certain things are just a necessity. And I think, you know, clearly during this time, especially internet is, but even before COVID internet was, I think that we just need to understand that. Yeah. So, yep. Well, when's so, 5g going to come and say, I can just go take a box, put it here and you got a 5g transmission yeah. to me. And I don't need to worry about that underground cable anymore. I have some concerns about that too, but we can save that conversation for another time. Right. So, um, so we'll, why don't we wrap it up? We'll end with the sound of, uh,
Classic Max starting up. Okay, great. I'll listen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.